the feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. It was wow. That was a lot breaking across the show this morning. That's exactly how the show went. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talked out. I know. It's, we've finally done it. We've finally talked her out. No, that was a big show. There was lots happening. Obviously... The big one was Vlad- Vladimir Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, coming out and saying that Vladimir Putin is dead. Yeah, basically he thinks that he's dead and there's someone masquerading as him. We delve into that because we know this happened with Saddam Hussein as well and yes. his sons. That's coming up. Also, the news broke that Alec Baldwin was going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter, yep. which is full on. And, and the big news broke. We got a report that we don't think we were meant to see about the – it was a cost analysis to do with the AFL stadium – it's a pretty damning report and across the morning we were trying to get perspectives from the Labor leader, Rebecca White, and also the Premier. Yep, and of course your perspectives as well. We've got such a big show I don't even know where to begin. Well, well, Alec Baldwin charged oh, with manslaughter. Involuntary Involuntary manslaughter, manslaughter two counts. We're going to catch up with two. 40 yeah, okay. to chat about that. We've also got... The Ukrainian president suggesting that Vladimir Putin is dead. Right. And then on top of that, this cost analysis report that was done by the state government is very, very damning. Yeah. My understanding is certain parts of it weren't even meant to be released to the public. Yes. So there's certain parts of this report that have not been... Yeah, it's the cost-benefit analysis. So if you build something, you do a cost versus the benefit, and the analysis is coming back pretty damning. I'm not sure where the government sits as far as defending this sort of expenditure for such little return, but we have reached out to the Rockcliffe government to try and get some comments as per this cost-benefit analysis report. Yeah, we have. We've reached out to the Premier and also the opposition leader, Rebecca White, as well, because as we said, I'm actually shocked. I mean, it looks as though, would you say, that certain parts of this report should have been blacked out? Like when they release yeah. a report, often there's certain bits that are sensitive. It's, it's blacked out, but they haven't blacked it out. Yeah, it's called redacted. Yeah. So a redacted report where segments of the report have been taken away so you can't read them but apparently the redaction was not done correctly woods sounds like something i'd do we have to (laughs) good morning by the way good morning have you ever done that when you've just forwarded on an email and you've accidentally replied all yep and you've said something in the email that yep that's what i feel like this is text the wrong person Oh, yeah, Never text the wrong person. Not pictures. No, not, not pictures. Not pictures but, of you. Oh, there was a story. I'm oh, going to no. need some time to think about this. You've got me off track. There was I've a got story a story about, too. Have you? Where you've text, I've texted the wrong person the wrong thing oh. and said something quite offensive to the wrong person. Oh, no! To the person I was talking about. I, I texted my friend what I thought was my friend, but what I was saying about the person, I texted the person that I was saying that about. I've got a way you can fix that if you ever text the wrong person or email the wrong person. Sorry, someone grabbed it's, my phone? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's better than that, I'll tell you, because I okay. did exactly the same thing. Did you? But it's too late for whoever re- released this report. No, too late. It's yeah. out there. Got to talk there. about it next. And it's free plug Friday. It is. Plug anything. 
sporting event, community event, your business, doesn't matter. In exchange, you'll get a ticket in the meat tray thanks to Robo's Chicken and Meats. We've got Tessa Randello in the studio. What's making news, Tessa? Oh, so we finally have some some numbers for the Mac Point Stadium. So the federal government now has it. The state government is going to ask the feds for $240 million for this $750 million stadium. But we've also got the cost analysis, and it looks like over the entire time that we'll have the stadium, we're only going to get half of that back overall, and that's about $300,000 a year in economic activity. This just is – it's a really damning – report, isn't it? To put that in perspective, $300,000 sounds like a lot, but it's it's nothing. Really, in a state budget, it's it's dust. It's like church change. It's nothing. It's really not much at all. And like, it's not even going to cover, the returns are barely going to cover what the state government is even asking the federal government for in total, because they're asking for $240 million, but it only sounds like we'll get three hundred. Fifty million back. Yeah, it also says the economic costs outweigh the economic benefits. I mean, you can't say it any more than. I think. That's... I think the frustrating thing is that the AFL have held this stadium as as a ransom over our head as a state for our state AFL team when we've had when we've got two stadiums here. We've got Blunston Arena and University of Tasmania Stadium in Launceston that have both been used for AFL games in the past, particularly Utah Stadium. Utah Stadium's already got a $240 million uh, renovation, I guess, going on up there. And it was used two years ago for finals. Mm. So these are the, I guess, showcase games that have, have been u- used here in Tasmania. Why, why, why is this all of a sudden a thing? I don't know. Even the like, this has been discussed in federal parliament, and all of the Tasmanian, almost all of the Tasmanian um, members there were saying, you know, either the AFL, if they want it, if it's if they it's contingent in. on that, they need to put some money in, or why is the AFL making this part of our bid now? I think it's it is a damning report, and we kept saying, didn't we? Choose well, every, we had lots of opinions on, but until you see the business plan, you can't really make an educated decision. Mm-hmm. And the Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said that on this show that he's not making a decision until he sees this report, and then to assume that this report, a lot of it, the public weren't meant to see. A lot of it was meant to be blacked out. Uh, and it's been sent as is, which means we have all the information pretty much. Yeah, and we'd love your perspective, 0488881073, or you can call us, one triple three five three. But in lighter news, yeah. we actually have a couple of women from Richmond. They're beekeepers, and they've managed to break a world record. They got, so it's a very specific one, but it's the most photos of women beekeeping uploaded in 24 hours. They got more than 1,300 <laughs> photos uploaded in 24 hours of women beekeeping from around the world. They got international, it, like, it spread. So people could post on their post. Yeah, people oh could post God. That's very from cool. everywhere. This is incredible. <laughs> that is cool. And let's, look, that's amazing. Women beekeeping, that's terrific. Showcasing women out there doing things that traditionally would be a male-dominated area, being aprists, but... That's a weird world record. It's a very specific <laughs> world record. I love it. We've got to get them on. I want to speak to. I want to speak to them. Yeah. Okay. This we'll, is great. We'll yeah. Best. We'll do our best. I'm That's lucky fantastic. to post one picture in five years. I just think that is there a world record for um, most people out there uploaded in 24 hours with their left pinky up their right nostril? You know, like these sort of. Things. 
these sort of things. We could set world records. I had just no like idea that. where you... he was going. I actually had no idea what he was sticking where. Well, I just said That's... my left pinky up my right nostril. Let's see how many no, people I... we can get uploading photos of that happening. See if we can make a world record. Or was that a specific world record? It was already there. What? what? <laughs> You're on your own with that, Buzz. How about yeah, we do okay. a world record? We'll do um, an all-female show. All right. I'm out. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. Got a man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose, broke a record. That's not news. Ended up in hospital for attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not news. No, wait, I'm not finished. <laughs> the search for a missing cat has captivated Bolivia. It is, abs- this is waking world news this morning. Bolivia. Bolivia. Yeah, okay. Mexico. Firefighters, aviation authorities, and most recently an animal psychic have joined the Bolivian government's mission to help find Tito. Tito. A grey and white male tabby cat that went missing on a domestic flight last month. Did you? Yeah. On a, on a flight? Yes. So Tito. What's it doing on a plane? Is it? In, That's how you move animals from one part of the state to another. Yeah, how did it get there? How did it get on the plane? Did it go in a cage and then in the plane? Yes. Or was it sitting in someone's handbag? Because I've seen no. in America people going, this is my comfort animal, I need this to fly. And they open their thing and there's a bobcat in there. That's not even a joke. I know. Someone did that. Someone did that with a pig too. You can't say who's to have a support animal and who isn't. Where's Tito? Do you remember there was also recently a woman who had a, a pet alligator and that was her support her support animal. And she'd walk it on a lead and everything. I mean, yep. I'm, I think wild animals should so stay wild, but... South America, Bolivia, mm. where's Tito, the cat? Well, we don't know. That is the problem at the moment. It's, it was on a plane so, in a cage. Yes, and, and it somehow escaped. But they don't it flying now, on Qantas? Now they do. They tend to lose people's luggage at the moment, don't they? A bit? Also, well, another story, yep. someone's luggage showed up after four years. No what? one knows where it had been. Four years. Check the passport. Yep. <laughs> so the plight of Tito... Tito Tito? Is it Tito? Oh, it's T-I-T-O. Tito. A Tito. And its determined owner, Andrea, has captivated the, the nation to the point that ministers are speaking about this. No, they're not. Consumer rights minister said last week that authorities have even called in a psychic to try and make contact and locate the cat. Slow news day in Bolivia. Through her techniques, the psychic can communicate with Tito and to find out where he is. Tito. The cat went missing on December 8th. The social media post went viral when the owner was told that the cat had gone missing. There's an assumption... But didn't they know when they got off the flight that the cat had gone missing? Because they went to luggage collection, there was no cat going round and round the carousel. Look, Oh, they don't come out on the carousel. You do- Has your dog never left the state? No. Why would I take my dog anywhere? My dog loves our house and she can stay there while we go on holidays because oh, part of the holiday is not having the dog. We, I love my dog. Oh, obviously, clearly. I do. God. I'll she's be very well peering over your backyard later to see your backyard fence to see how she's going. She's fine. Public Works Minister Edgar has also announced a big state-led led search effort. 
The cat likes tuna, he said. <sighs> so we have left tuna out also, he said at a news conference. Adding he suspected that the cat may still be roaming the original airport since the departure date. This is something that the pet psychic has also concurred with. Oh, I don't know if you've ever had a pet psychic come and talk to your animal and it tells you what your animal is feeling. I think it would be saying that your dog, Phoebe, would I've, like to go on a holiday. I've n- we take it. We take it places. We take it oh. down the shack and down to Erin's dad's shack and we take it places. But this is ridiculous. We will Just, keep you updated across no, the won't. morning and as soon as we do find the missing Not cat. in Bolivia. Good luck. <laughs> now, that would be news. Tasmanian breakfast radio hosts find Bolivian missing cat. <laughs> See? Now you're getting that on board. Would be news. But it's not going to happen. Yeah, you have little faith. This is Woody and Tubes. Is Vladimir Putin dead? <laughs> I don't. That is what the Ukrainian president is suggesting, casting doubt on the fact that he is still up and about. Well. I- I'm. T- Wait think- until he. So the you. Oh, I wasn't going to do this now because we're over. But the Ukrainian president, right? Mm. He was talking via a video link at the World Economic Forum, went off page and started talking about how he believes Vladimir Putin could be dead. Sure, it, but I think if Vladimir Putin is dead, it'll be in the news headlines up no, next but, with Tessa. No, no, no. But they haven't confirmed it. It's like an alias. Like there's an alias. There's someone out there masquerading perhaps as Vladimir Putin, but it isn't Vladimir Putin because he's dead. It'll all make sense in a minute, I promise. <laughs> no, it will. It'll make sense. Sure. <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. Did you hear that in the news across the morning, that the Ukrainian president is suggesting that Vladimir Putin could be dead? How? And that it's not actually him. That's Because he's making fewer and fewer appearances. And because he seems like a total narcissistic a-hole, I would suggest that he, could he would love s- to be in the front. No. Sick? I don't know. He's saying pretty much he's cast out, believing that it's a look-alike. That's what he's suggesting, that it's a look-alike. Like Millennia Trump. Pres- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but this wouldn't surprise me because you know Saddam Hussein and his sons. Yeah. Saddam Hussein got people that looked like his sons forced them to have plastic surgery and then got them to act like his sons because they were decoys. Is this no, is this a Woody's Believe I It or swear, Not? I swear, I swear. Okay. I shouldn't do that because Michael Clark does that. Yeah, it yeah. means nothing anymore. No. Swears on his daughter's life he didn't have an affair. I swear to you, it is legit tubes. Okay. It okay. is. So that, producer Rhea will look it up for all us. All right, all right. We've got $100 worth of meat to give away from uh, Robbo's Chicken and Meats as well. You can give us a call, one triple three five three. It is Free Plug Friday. Just text us, 0488881073, or like Sam in Seven Mile Beach has done, has given us a call. Good morning, Sam. How are we? Good you, morning. you got a shout-out for a small business, do you, Sam? Yeah, just the Kings Outdoor Living Boys in Sorrell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, work for them. Good guys. Yeah, good, good boss. Good bosses, two brothers, the Kings boys, so, yeah. Love it. Kings Outdoor Living in Sorrel. We're all about local supporting local, Sam. So you are in the draw for that meat tray. Well done. How good's that? Ripper. Have a good Friday, guys. You too, Sam. There's a movie that I've watched, back to Saddam Hussein's brothers. Oh, um, Sons, that that I've watched. Brothers, sons. It was a biopic, and it's full-on scary. 
Yeah, I'm probably, like I said, I don't watch scary movies because life is too scary as it is. Good morning, Tom. G'day, guys. How are you going? What's going on? I'm um, just ringing up to give a little bit of a shout-out. Um, play ticket up at the Tribune Cricket Club up East Coast, and um, we've got the local suburban fo- uh, footballer coming. Oh, yeah? Uh, on Saturday night, he's um, doing a bit of a comedy gig up there, and just wanted to give a shout-out for people to come up and have a look. Absolutely. It's Free Plug Friday, which means you can plug whatever you like, and we do... Obviously, support local businesses and local events as well. Well, there you go, Tribunna Cricket Club this Saturday night. Good on you, Tom. And Alan in Glenorchy is giving us a call. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. How are you guys? You got a shout-out for us, Alan? A shout-out for Divergence Built. Oh, yeah. We do renovations, full renovations, tiling, flooring, etc. Oh, brilliant. I well, love that. Go. It can be hard to find uh, a builder that wants to do renovations because it's, it's, it's tricky work, isn't it? It is tricky work, and we love it. Good on you. It's great to know. Great Alan, people to work for, great people to work with. That's oh, there great. You go. Are you free later on? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I do have a leak. Um, you got to go to Eagle Hawk Neck, though, <laughs> Alan, and uh, it's a long way down there. That's okay. Oh, it's 50 minutes. Let's do this. <laughs> Plenty of sport happening across last night and this weekend, Woody. First up yesterday, the Tasmania Tigers had a heavy loss to the ACT Meteors in the Women's National Cricket League. Lizelle Lee and Heather Graham amongst the runs for the Tassie Tigers. Lizelle Lee got 63 of 68. Heather Graham, 109 off 112 balls. Amazing batting from Heather Graham. In the first innings, though, the ACT set the target of 262 for the Tasmanians. It was a good bowling performance, but not a great bowling performance. I saw one of the greatest catches I've ever seen really? in cricket history with Elise Villani taking a leg-side slip catch. She was fielding it first slip. She moved as the batter went around and flicked it to the leg side and dived behind the wicketkeeper, taking a dive to her left. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen in cricket. Excellent catch. Go and catch that up. But unfortunately, the Tassie Tigers ran 11 runs short. Amy Smith over in the T20 World Cup for the under-19s had a reasonable game and a big win over Sri Lanka. She took one for six and scored 22 not out in that win over Sri Lanka. The Aussies progress through a little bit further in the tournament. But I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Western United A-League soccer team. The men's and women's teams will be playing at North Hobart Oval this Saturday. Excellent stuff. The women take on the Brisbane Raw, followed by the men taking on Sydney Football Club at North Hobart Oval. Go and get tickets. It's amazing. National soccer happening here at North Hobart Oval. Fantastic stuff. And uh, we have just had confirmation that after eight, speaking of uh, local sport, that Rebecca White, the Labor leader, will be joining us. We're trying to track down the Premier, Jeremy Rockcliffe, as well, because we'd love for him to join us. And it's all over the state government's business case into the stadium here in Tasmania. It was done by the state government. It's very, very damning, the report, because what we believe is sections of the report weren't meant to be seen by the public. But basically it says that the economic benefits do not outweigh the cost. That's right. And, of course, you can head to the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Up there is Tubes of Spin on Sport with an exclusive interview with Tim Payne after his University Lions had a big win over the Lindisfarne Lightning in the T20 Cricket Tasmania Premier League final on Tuesday night. That's up on listener, L-I-S-T-N-R. It's Triple M Breakfast.
You can call us anytime, one triple three five three, just like Monique has done. Good morning, Monique. Good morning, guys. How are we? You've got a shout out. I do. For Schultz Electrical here in the Derwent Valley, um, very reasonably priced, and he's happy to service the whole of the Derwent Valley. Love it. It is free plug Friday, which means you can plug anything. The only requirement is it's a local business or a local event. Whatever. You can plug whatever. Yep. Or whoever you want. There we go. Shoots Electrical. Thanks, Monique. We'll also give you a ticket in the Matre. Well done. Awesome. Thank you. This is Woody and Tubes. The Ukrainian president, we've been covering off on this this morning, is casting doubt that Vladimir Putin is dead. Casting doubt that he's dead or doubt that he's alive? He That's all doubt. He, he doesn't think that he's alive. He said right. this, right, so he appeared via, this is um, the Uk- Ukrainian president. Vladimir was, Zelensky. Yes, he was delivering a speech via a video link to the World Economic Forum when he said this about Putin. I don't quite understand that he is the guy. I don't quite understand that he's still alive or that it is him particularly making decisions or who is taking petition decisions there. Who is the circle of people? But I'm not sure that the president of Russia that sometimes come out on, on the on the screen somewhere, appear uh, 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 somewhere. I don't quite understand that he is the guy. I don't quite understand that he's still alive. Is this propaganda? Is this like him just trying to create something where Vladimir Putin has to come out now as Vladimir Putin? Because I've heard that he is quite ill. Yes. I think that he's sick. But, but there's also suggestions that someone, he's found his double and someone is masquerading as him. Okay. So the political people are still pulling the strings, but he's actually no longer with us. And I said to you that this has happened before, and you called it into question. Saddam Hussein, he got his son's body doubles. So he found people that looked like him, his sons, well, now that you and put then it he that way. forced them to get oh. plastic surgery. They didn't want to be his doubles, and then they were used as decoys. You called bull. There was a biopic on it. Producer Rhea, you've been heavily looking into this. I have, and it looks really interesting. So the movie's called The Devil's Double, yeah. and it's by Latif Yahia, who is the body's double. And he basically went to school with one of the sons, so Uday Hussain, and a lot of people would remark on how much they look like each other. And so he asked him if he could, if he would do it. Hussain asked him to be the body double so that he'd be, you know, they, his son wouldn't have to risk being out there in these dangerous situations. <laughs> Uh, he initially refused. They tortured him. He yeah. said yes. They threatened his family. So he said yes. He said yes. And it's his story. It's an amazing story. It's horrific. Well, yeah. Amazing I won't, story. Spoiler alert, but like it looks amazing. There's some pretty spoiler some, alert. some twists and turns and amazing things in this. So we, that's a watch for the weekend. Clearly, clearly the body double isn't dead because he wrote a book about it. So there's a well, spoiler. Well, you can't spoiler alert no. and then well, spoil wrote, it. He wrote the book. He's so clearly. It. Good. Don't need to watch that. He's still going. Thumbs up. That's what I'm saying. I'm Vladimir Putin. It could be a similar situation. <laughs> okay. Yesterday, Tubes, we were talking about the population growing in Tasmania and they're suggesting it'll grow by about 75,000 people within a decade, which can be concerning because we all know that the essential services that we have here are severely understaffed. And in crisis or at crisis point, the only thing we could hope is some of those 75,000 will be 
Skilled workers. Skilled workers. But it's it's still a lot. And I said I said earlier, I don't, <laughs> I don't want Tassie to turn into like a Byron Bay. Because you know how the mainlanders, they always used to joke about us here in Tasmania. Do you remember that growing up? Yeah. Oh, you're from Tasmania. Yeah. Show us your extra scarf, your yeah. second head. Kissing cousins. Did you, magic, did you marry your brother? Yeah. I, I think... I think there's there's good news around this and there's also some things that we just need to plan for. And, and you know, more people in the state as tourists is fantastic for our economy. We, we don't want to be shunning people away from this place. I think what we have to do is manage it correctly, as we've seen on the East Coast, Woody. Well, we don't want a bunch of rich Hemsworths, as much as I like the Hemsworths, buying up the whole of Tassie like they've done with Byron. I'm Tim Wiley. But... Spe- <laughs> Speaking, that's a different story. I know you are hashtag Miley for life. Her releasing that song on Liam Hemsworth's birthday about Liam Hemsworth is about a bit low. Is great. Is low. It's a good. That it's mo- a good job. Oh, okay. Well done, Molly. Um, so, no, what we're talking about is on the east coast. There's been a couple of businesses that have been struggling to find full time staff. Well, Bish and I have been called the new Byron Bay. Yeah, this yeah. has come out today, and this is what we were talking about our concerns yesterday. So, because there's pretty much no rental properties available anymore, people cannot get staff. And you know the Tasmanian coastal seafood at Fish Knots right on the water. Yeah, down near the gulch. I would say some of the best fish and chips in Australia. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. It's closed indefinitely because of, due to a lack of staff. Yeah, I think there's there's multiple issues here. There's obviously a lack of housing, for, like long-term housing rentals for staff to be able to get because a lot of places up there at Fish are on either shacks or Airbnb. So a long-term rental is hard to find in that Bishno area. I know that the IGA have had the same trouble there at the Bishno IGA. Hello to Lynn up there. Um, I know that a lot of staff, even down as far as Swansea, for instance, travel from places like St Mary's, Avoca, to work at these IGAs at different places because that is the only place that they can get long-term rentals. So I think there's got to be a balance around how many Airbnb uh, licenses we give out in our tourist areas because we've got to make sure that those long-term residents have somewhere to live. There's also it was a similar issue down at Eagle Hawk Neck when I was there for most of the Christmas break and there's a lot of small local businesses there mm-hmm. that are running on skeleton staff. I know my brother who runs um, Cubed Espresso there, yeah. he's working every single day for two months yeah. and I'm talking from 5am to like 9pm. Yeah. You just can't get the staff. Yeah, and it is difficult because these small businesses do have an influx of tourists. So the tourists, they do rely on the tourist dollar. However, in the winter months, they're less busy. So it's hard for staff as well because the short-term busy period where they do need extra staff, like your brother, I'm sure. Oh, and also Delicious and the the Madonna Roadhouse store and all of those places. Yeah, and I think this is not just those communities that we're mentioning, but all those sort of satellite communities that we've got here in southern Tasmania that, that struggle to get staff full, full-time full employment is really difficult to give in these small places oh, because it's not busy. It's such a shame when a business like this has to close, that coastal seafoods business has to close because of staff. And as you said, the IGA at Bishno, they've had to change their opening hours for that exact same reason as yep. well. Yep. I don't know what the solution is. We will have to look into it behind the scenes. It's triple M breakfast. Peter Forty Ford, Australia's number one entertainment reporter on the line. Good morning, Forty. Good morning to you both. What a busy week for you. Police are investigating the Michael Clark incident. Is that right? Yeah, how interesting is this? I've got to tell you yesterday, although I found some aspects of what we saw sort of 
like embarrassing and almost a bit amusing. The fact of the matter is she did hit him. Yeah. And that was the overwhelming thing that was coming through on my social media yesterday where people were saying, if this was reversed, if a bloke had very clearly hit a woman on, on video, there'd be no doubt that you know charges would be laid. I and yeah. sure enough, last night, the Queensland cops said, yes, we are going to go back and investigate this fully. Yeah, and that's what I said to Tubes yesterday was I found it really confronting. I could only watch the video once. And it was obviously, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's Michael Clark got busted cheating with his ex and Jade, his current girlfriend, took him down. And I said to Tubes, it exactly what you said, 40, it would be a different issue if it was a man slapping and smacking down a woman. It just can't happen. Yeah. You cannot – there's never any excuse for violence. I think that's the point, isn't it? it? Man, woman, whatever, it doesn't matter. If violence is a part of it, it should be condemned and uh, hopefully yeah. something happens with regards to this regardless 40. Yeah, well, you know, it's got to work both ways, doesn't it? And the issue of domestic violence is a really red hot one at the moment in, in Queensland. But I've got to tell you, there's probably, and I'm no legal expert, obviously, but there's probably two other factors that will come into play if they do, in fact, lay charges against Jade. And, and that is, number one, um, you don't have a complainant. Michael Clark hasn't laid any complaint about being the recipient of, of physical violence. And secondly, uh, you know, he, on tape, on several occasions, invites her to hit him. So from a legal perspective, that could be brought up as well to say, you know, he extended the invitation. So I would have thought it may be very hard. It's, you know, it's pretty easy to lay charges. It's a lot harder to get a conviction. Uh, and also the cops will have to go back now and talk to all the key players, including Carl and his wife and Anthony Bell, to see what was happening in the lead up to the videotape. Because obviously, you know, someone started filming after it all had taken off. So what was there anything else going on of a physical nature before that? 1-800-RESPECT is the 24-hour national domestic family and sexual violence for counselling and information tubes. 1-800-737-732. Yep. Uh, let's talk about Alec Baldwin. This is breaking news. Now, he's going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter. Is that right? Yeah, this is over the death of Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. And the armourer, the person in charge of the guns on that movie, has also been charged as well with involuntary manslaughter. Now, there is a potential there for a a fine of $5,000, which is obviously nothing, but also 18 months jail. Now, that's if they get a conviction. Now, that may be a lot harder, bearing in mind that Alec Baldwin has said all along, I didn't even pull the trigger. Mm. The gun just somehow went off in my hand. Now, a lot of people find that very hard to believe, and that'll be fascinating to see that played out in a courtroom. But from a family's perspective, they've welcomed this, but I don't know whether they're ever going to get a conviction against him. And he's also being charged both as the actor, the person who was behind the gun, but also is being charged as one of the executive producers of the movie because they say that he should have had a duty of care to not allow anything to go wrong. Yeah. Well, there's certainly no winners in that situation at all. 40 is there, and obviously our thoughts with the family of the deceased person in this interest. Thanks so much, Peter44. We'll catch up with you on Monday. Have a great weekend. This is Woody and Tubes.
what appears to be a pretty damning report has been released. Part of it, we believe, accidentally tubes into the cost. It's a cost analysis, basically, of the AFL stadium. Yep. And normally when these things are released, parts of the report will be blacked out so you can't see it. So I'll break it down for you. A benefit to cost ratio of just 0.05 means that the project will lose lose at least 50 cents for every dollar invested. So we're hoping to get the Premier on to talk about that because it's a pretty big investment. It's all off the back of us trying to get an AFL team for the state, a Tasmanian AFL team, which we absolutely deserve. And as as a state, I'm confident the population want the team. Well, apparently the the analyst says... Analysis. Analysis says, sorry, there's so much information because it's all breaking across the morning. The economic costs outweigh the economic benefits. As I said, we're hoping to hear from the Premier as well because if this is in fact the case, you really got to question whether it's a viable option. And just calling into the show right now, Tubes. Rebecca White, the Tasmanian opposition leader, has given us a call. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Well, so is it safe to say that part of this report wasn't meant to be seen by Tasmanians? That is safe to say, and I think that's pretty typical of a government that's very addicted to secrecy. So the report that's on the website has lots of blacked-out parts, and that's a real shame because we've been told to wait for this and it's going to prove how great the stadium is. But, in fact, even with those blacked-out parts, Woody... It's a dud. It's in the red for decades to come. It doesn't make money like the government's been trying to spin Tasmanians to believe. And really, I can't understand why they're continuing to progress it as their project. Does this cost analysis, Rebecca White, include the benefit economically as far as the jobs that are created during the construction? It does. So what it assesses is what is the cost of the project and what is the benefit of the project, both the cost of the project for the capital construction, the maintenance costs, operational costs, and then what are the benefits? So what is the economic activity that's derived through the events that will be held there, the hospitality that's generated, tourism benefits that are generated? So there's an analysis that looks at that, and even on the best-case scenario, the project's in the red. Pardon my ignorance, but why? how can any state government, or federal government for that matter, uh, get a report like this done but then withhold sections from the public? Do we not have a right to know? Like, we're lucky that we've been given this, that we've seen what those blacked-out sections were. Well, that's right. I think the community deserves to see that too. It's atrocious because what those blacked out sections show in particular, so there's a couple of things I'd like uh, the community to better understand. So the project's been costed at more than a billion dollars in this cost-benefit analysis, so not the $750 million that was originally spoken about. And then on top of that, you've got interest repayments because it's all debt-funded. The government doesn't have this money sitting in a bank account somewhere. They have to borrow it. So that costs about $400 million as on top of that. So that's about $20 million a year in interest repayments, which is equivalent to hiring an extra 200 nurses a year. And then the backed out parts also show that the streams of revenue to the government that the Premier claims will fund health and hospitals, uh, schools, is a complete lie because it shows the government derives a tax benefit of just $300,000 a year. 
that is it. We do have a statement here from the Premier and part of it says the cost-benefit analysis for the stadium component shows it is in line with similar uh, stadium developments around Australia and then says the opposition's ongoing campaign against the project is short-sighted and reckless and shows that they are not interested in securing Tasmania's future prosperity. There's a couple of things the Premier's hinging his argument on. He claims that it's going to create a number of jobs in construction. And there's no doubt that it would. You can also create jobs in construction by digging a big hole and filling it back in again. It doesn't mean it's a good thing to do. There are lots of other infrastructure projects that the taxpayer could be putting its money towards, building hospitals and schools. Roads are just very good examples that we need support uh, by government to build now. And then, of course, you've got the well, the spin from the government really desperately trying to make this project stack up. That misses the point that they're going to have to debt fund this. It's going to put the state into debt. It's going to cost a lot of money, $20 million a year in interest repayments, which is money that should be spent on funding essential services and addressing the crisis in health, housing and education. Rebecca White, the Tasmanian leader of the opposition here in the state. Thank you so much for joining us on the line. We will and have reached out to the Premier. The Premier's team has confirmed that they won't be able to make today work. However, hopefully we will chat to the Premier next week. We really appreciate your time, Rebecca White. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's important for us to present all sides to you, Hobart, and all perspectives. And you can make your own mind up. Whatever you think, I just think it's a very damning report and I'd love to hear from the Premier. I'm just so frustrated that it's come to this. Just give us an AFL team. We've got the footy stadium in Bell Reef. Oh, God. Make it happen. He's angry. The Hobart Hurricanes will take on the Sydney Sixers this Monday at Blunt Arena. You got all frustrated at me. What? Because I kept saying next Monday. Oh, don't get me started on this. I didn't think we were going to do... I can't stand it. I think for the for the purposes of this show, yes, we need to establish next Monday. When you say that, I don't think this Monday coming. I think it's the one after that because that's what would make sense. So this Monday, yes, when is when it's playing. It's this, not next Monday. It is this Monday. But I was but saying not, on Tuesday. Next Monday. But Monday's already been. The Monday is next. The The next Monday is the Monday that's coming up. The only time you can say next is if it's on that Monday. So on that Monday, you could go, it's next Monday. But once it hits Tuesday, it's this Tuesday, this Monday, it's this week. I think that the next, we've got tickets to the Big Bash on Monday, Monday night at Blunston Arena. The Hobart Hurricanes take on the Sydney Sixers. It's Monday. I think next It's Monday. Well, it it the game is on Monday. Yeah, so this Monday. One because triple. Monday if you just say now the game's on Monday, that could be any Monday. There's fifty two Mondays in a year. Yeah, okay. So next Monday is you're saying this Monday is better than next Monday. Yeah, I'm saying you are now. But if I say next Monday Yeah. What Monday do you think I'm talking Not about? Not this Monday, but next. Otherwise why would you say next? Why would you why say wouldn't this? you just say this? But the next Monday is the next Monday. This is this is this getting is me frustrated. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like tickets, we've got a load of passes, double passes to give away to Monday's Clash. This Monday. No, because it just put this in front of it. You're getting frustrated this, over absolutely nothing. I will be frustrated <laughs> about this next. Huh. This is Woody and Tubes. We have got tickets to the Big Bash. It's happening this Monday. This Monday? Not next. No, well, I was saying earlier in the week next Monday. No, but that's... On Monday. Monday. What coming up on Monday? It's not because if you if Monday's already gone, 
You're then it's this it. Monday. I can't believe we've gone It's on. not next Monday because otherwise I'd think it's not Monday coming but the next Monday. Yep. We've got double passes to oh. give away plus some merch packs. Narika in Ranelagh, good morning. Good morning. How are you going? We're would flying at the moment. Thank you. S- you but- say this Monday or next Monday? This Monday. Thank you. But on Tuesday, <laughs> would you say next Monday? Uh, no. No. You would only say <laughs> next Monday if it was before Monday or on Monday, wouldn't you? Yes. Thank you. It's important that we get the right language because otherwise people will be showing up to the Big Bash a week after it's actually been on. Okay. Okay. Well, Narika, you've got uh, three tickets to go along. Jason in Triabunna, how are you? Good, mate. What are you doing? Morning, who are you taking? Guys. How are you taking it? Who are you taking to the cricket? Uh, the wife and the three girls, mate. Oh, I what love What are your girls' that. names? Uh, Marley, Aria, and Layla. And will you be telling them that it's this Monday the cricket or next Monday? No, definitely this Monday. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Basic I appreciate English. it. Beautiful. Well, hopefully you, your wife, and your three girls enjoy it. And Graham in Primrose Sands, how are you? So that's that. How are you going to We're going good. This Monday or next Monday? Uh, next Monday, I usually call it. Oh, yep, sorry, we've lost go. him. <laughs> well, Graham, you've got a double pass head along. How's that sound? Uh, we've lost him. No, he's good. He's gone. He's good. He's good. He's got a double pass. You've also got some merch packs. You can have one each there. It's triple M We love giving away cash and we love guaranteeing that it will go off. We do. Not pretending that you may win money. It will. And right now, $400 is what we're playing for in Tassie Trivia. And it's all because of this man, Mark in Mount Rumney. When you win Tassie Trivia, 100 bucks. You can choose to risk it and come back the next day. And you can do that for as long as you want. Each day you're successful, another $100. Yesterday, Mark got up to $300. Our state's best on show. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tassie Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. He got up to 300 bucks. decided to take the money, and then moments later, literally seconds later, came back. But this is what happened. I'd like to, but my wife says I, it's probably not such a great idea. <laughs> well, you happy wife, happy life, Mark. I reckon you take the 300 bucks and run. I think I'm going to have to. He changed his mind minutes later. I did have a chat to the wife, and she's been overruled and coming back. Uh, overruled by yourself? <laughs> God, I hope for you. I really, really I like hope you, Mark. for you, Mark, I that like you, you win. Mark. Because... <laughs> I like you, Mark. You're a you loose sure? unit. You're a loose it's, unit. It's your last chance to pull out. <laughs> no, I mean... Mark, I'm scared for your marriage. How's it going? Uh, sound. sound. Our marriage is all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Right. Well, you're risking it. I feel sick. Tubes knows this. I feel sick. $400 is on the line. What did your wife say about you risking the money? Uh... Yeah, not a great deal. She, uh, I think she was leaning towards taking the 300 but uh, at, at this stage, your money's not mine anyway, well, is it? Well, <laughs> if it was me, if I'm not talking, there's something wrong. So I, I don't want to get involved in your relationship, but... Well, Mark and Mount Rummy, you are taking on Liam in Glenorchy. Good morning, Liam. Good morning. What's your buzzer like, Liam? Liam. There you go. All right. What would you do with 400 bucks, Liam? Uh, I don't know, no. Yeah, right. You don't have any problems taking uh, it away from Mark, it sounds like. Let's no. do it. All right, let's do it. Three trivia questions. Buzz in when you know the answer. They are all multiple choice. Here we go. Question number one. One. Win. <laughs> Question number one. Which highway begins at Sorrell and intersects with the Tasman Highway? Mark. Mark. 
begins at Sorrell. Yes. And intercepts with the Tasman Highway. That's correct. The Arthur Highway. Wow. Oh, Mark, that was a very, very good get. All right, question number two. Mark, if you get this, you've won 400 bucks. Liam, you've got to get it to have any chance. Here we go. Question number two. Multiple choice again. Which breakfast food has a restaurant dedicated to it at the Margate train? Is it A, waffles, B, pancakes? Mark. Mark. Pancakes. Oh, my God. I actually... I can't believe it. Oh, Mark. Mark. You've done it again. (laughs) That was a little bit more authoritarian from you, with authority there coming through, Mark. Well done. You've won $400 thanks to Creative Modular Homes. The question is... Fast, fabulous, affordable. Though, are you going to risk it for $500 (laughs) on Monday? No, Mondays are not my best day, so I might just take the 400 Great idea. Great idea. I think he was given a talking to. If you know how fast he answered those questions today. Yeah, well, Mark, the 400 bucks is all yours. As we said, thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. We might hear you after this song, though. You ring back and decide, oh, you know what, I've spoken to the missus, 500 bucks, let's do it. No, I'm done, Chugs, I'm done. Well, treat yourself, Mark. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. Love getting your texts and your perspective on 0488881073 about anything at all. You can text us anytime. The unavailability of staff. Reliable staff is affecting everyone, but when it comes to outlying areas, Airbnb is the problem, in fact, causing many of our problems to homelessness too. Until we get a political party that addresses residential houses being used as hotels for tourists, all these issues, including Bishano's staff shortages, will only get worse from Duncan. Thanks for your perspective, this, Duncan. This is, of course, we're talking about the Tasmanian Coastal Seafoods, which is one of the best fish and chip places in Australia. Mm. It's had to close down in Bishano because they cannot get staff. And the IGA there, they've had to cut hours as well. And this isn't just what's happening in these towns. It's right across the state. Everywhere. Hi, guys. Loved your pie interview this morning. So I decided to jump onto the website. That is, of course, off Piney's Pie Reviews. He gave. He's he's tasted nearly 400 pies around Australia. He was in Tassie and he gave a pie 50 out of 50. Is it 50 out of 50? Perfect score. Perfect score. He's only done that of Four times, I believe. This comes from Michael. Love the point of view this morning, so I decided to jump on the website. However, a word of caution, I ended up with a link to a adult site. <laughs> so maybe you should provide more information on the website address so I this doesn't happen to others. Apologies, Michael. It is Piney, P-Y-N-E-Y, Piney, P-Y-N-E-Y, Piney's Pie Reviews. What's people doing with com. pies? Never mind. I'd... I'd, I'd you I'm not going to Google it. You Google it. You've got Piney, the work computer. Piney's a legend. Just search Piney's Pie Reviews. And Matthew we should in say North where Oak. it is, though. It's in Scottsdale. It's in Scottsdale, the mm. cottage. Well, we shouldn't say where it is because that might be on the listener. Just did. Uh-oh. Uh, Matthew Graham has texted in from New Norfolk. Hello, Maddie. Labor closed the state's only psychiatric hospital and the prison farm. Does Rebecca White have any idea where more money could be better spent? Maddie in Norfolk. Then he goes on to say that the week starts on Sunday, so it's next Monday. This Monday. So it is next Monday. This Monday was the 16th of the 1st. So he's saying that this Monday was Monday just gone. 
That's last Monday. Oh, I don't know, Maddie. Okay. <laughs> I really don't have enough time in the day to actually explain how we got onto this and next. But basically, oh, will. Big Bash, Tube says next Monday. I say this Monday. Because it's Monday coming. No, I do say this Monday, but I say it when it's coming. This coming oh, Monday. Oh, God. Uh, My head hurts. So does Beck White support an AFL team? If she gets into government, will she support... Will she pull the support for the AFL team, Kieran in Reeve? I think it's quite clear that Rebecca White and the Labor Party support an AFL team. However, they do not support the current expenditure of the Mac Point Stadium. There was a damning report that came out that had been done by the state government about the costs associated with the AFL stadium. And we have reached out to the Premier. He hasn't had time to chat with us today, but hopefully next week... Because a lot of this report, we believe, wasn't meant to be seen by the public, and especially Tubes and I. Yep. Uh, Alan in out at Brighton says, The stadium could be built in wasteland or industrial land at Brighton. Dumb idea to build an inward-looking stadium. It's such a nice area on Macquarie Point. Why don't we make use of the views and spectacular location? Appreciate your text. All we do, we just want all sides, and then Hobart can make... Their own decision. We're not here to give you your opinion. No, it is free plug Friday, so you can give us a call one triple three four five three, just like Abby has in New Norfolk. Hi, Abby. Hi, guys. What event have you got going? Um, we have the first Tasmanian wakeboarding competition of the season. Wow. Where is it? Um, it'll be held at Nomad Ski Club near New Norfolk. Brilliant. On Saturday. On Saturday, what time, Abby? Um, it's pretty much all day. It goes from about eight a.m. to about. Three, four, so popping around any time that you have free. There you go, the Tasmanian wakeboarding comp up at New Norfolk. And, of course, the Big Band Blues at the Buckland Church with Terraplane and the Hudson Horns are playing on Sunday from 2 p.m. Loads of fun to be had out there at Buckland. If you've got nothing to do, why not go and have a few beers on the lawn at the Buckland Church? Drink responsibly. We've got 100 bucks to give away right now in our Listener Cash giveaway. You can discover a world of audio up on Listener, L-I-S-T-N-R. Go there and search Spotlight on Tasmania. And every day, we're going to give you $100 if you can identify the answer to a little question that we have about those Listener shortcasts, Woody. Today's question comes from the Everything Tassie in Under 10 Spotlight on Tasmania. The question is, what is the name of the Moonlight Aviator show mentioned in this episode? Ben from Old Beaks has given us a call. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, guys. How you going? Did you listen to the Spotlight on Tasmania? Yes, I did. What is the answer then? Last kiss. Oh, Tasmanian performance ensemble Moonlight Aviators, who previously featured at Spiegel Tent and Festival of Voices, is presenting a brand new original cabaret show called Last Kiss from January 25 to the 28th at the Theatre Royal Studio Theatre in Hobart. That one was done by our boss, Phil, and I love it. No one is... What, what are you looking at? Just, he's very good. I'm just looking to make say? sure Ben got the answer right. He did. Ben, you've won 100 bucks. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. You beauty, you can open your listener app and start enjoying a world of audio and win with Hobart's Triple M. This is Woody and Tubes. You promised you were going to tell me um, how I get out of sending the wrong text message to the oh, wrong person. I forgot to do that yeah. on the show, didn't I? Yeah. Um, probably because we just went off page. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so it's a horrible thing to do, but oh, I can say it, I think. Look, she knows. She's a very, very, very close mate of mine, mm. but she does like a couple. Tomb Raider? Not Tomb Raider. Gee, That's not Tomb Raider. Mates. How many close mates you got? As many as will have me. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, 
she likes a couple. Yep. And always drink responsibly. Always. Of course. But when you're with her and you're out, it's difficult. She can't really work, walk a proper straight line. So sometimes it's difficult to get a taxi. And I understand why. Well, no one likes spewing their taxi. Well, no, she she doesn't spew. She just she's like a she drinks one or two glasses mm. and she's just very very happy. Yeah. I sent a message to my mate. I was so tired. The other mate that was with us and I just said, um, I don't think we're going to get a taxi. Da, da, da. Realized I sent it to the mate that I was talking about, and I was so so worried. I felt so sick about the fact that it might oh, upset like her. Your friend. So you've texted your actual friend. Let's say her name's Nancy. You've yeah. said. You've texted Nancy by accident. I don't think we're going to get a taxi because Nancy's off the well, tree. Yeah. And it went to Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, right. So what I did, I knew that she wouldn't be looking at her phone until you the morning. You grabbed her phone and deleted no, it. No, no, God, no. Uh, I wrote another message which actually took up the whole screen. So you know when you open oh, yeah. your messages? Yeah, yeah. So in There's the still morning, a chance she's going to scroll back though. Isn't I know it? that's a, that's smart. But it was a commitment I was prepared to make, and I did that. And it was a long, it was a long to fill in a full message. Next day, I see her, and she's like, "Oh my god, were you a little bit tipsy yesterday? I can't believe that message. I mean, it was lovely, but it was pretty bloody long." But she didn't <laughs> notice that above that, she had ripped her. <laughs> Don't mind it. It's the same with an email. If you send the wrong email to someone and you can't retract it, reply all again or reply again with another one because very rarely do people scroll down. Here's, my, here's it, my tip. It's not that I do it make a habit of this. I'm just saying that sounds sometimes. like someone's got all the solutions to something they do all the time. <laughs> it does not. No, it doesn't. What about one of the workers? This was Nancy again, actually. No, I shouldn't say that. Come on. Tell us what happened. No, okay, well, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy sent nudes. She sent. She had got a new boyfriend, so she'd had this horrific divorce, and she'd got a new boyfriend, and she's a bit older. Yep. Uh, than me, a couple of decades older. Decades. A- and she was at her work. Decades older than you. Her- mate, I'm not freaking <laughs> eighty. I'm still in my thirties, mate. I'm not oh, that old. Oh come on. So she. <sighs> Go on. And she sent them via an email, and. Her partner's name was called, started with A. Let's just say it was Aaron. Alistair. Oh, okay. His name's Aaron. But instead Aaron, of going to Alistair, it went to All Staff. Oh, no. Oh, no. She sent sexy pictures to All Staff. 150 people. Oh, no. Saw her oh. in the All Together. Oh, dear. And then she got a pay rise. We'll catch you Monday. <laughs> Oh. Woody and Tubes, weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M Breakfast.